This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by Geek Fuel. Go to geekfuel.com slash laser time to sign up for a box of geeky goodies sent to you directly. And if you sign up through geekfuel.com slash laser time, you will get an exclusive Star Wars item worth $20 added to your first box. Ahoy hoy everybody and welcome to Talking Simpsons where white meets bread. I am your host Bob Mackey and uh, I think we have the whitest names on record in this room right now. Hey, come on, I got an ethnic name. Uh, talk about first names. Oh, Chris. There yeah, you go. pretty gross. Chris Antista of the Later Time Show. Hi. And I am Anglo-Saxon's own Henry Yobert. <laughs> the, the most uh, ethnically diverse I am is I have uh, Scottish grandparents. I am one one millionth Cherokee. Ooh. See, not really. So today's episode is uh, about Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That uh, aired on February 21st, 1991. Before we tell you what this episode is about, Chris, can you tell us what happened on this mythical date in history? You bet I can, Bobby. (gasps) Oh my God! Oh boy, you better believe it. This day in Simpsons history, after months of debate, the New York Board of Education begins a controversial act of handing out condoms in schools. King King Ralph triumphs at the box office. (laughs) And in the wake of the Millie Vanilli controversy, MTV marks all videos featuring lip syncing with a notation of visualization. Wow. I feel like it was just yesterday we were talking about Millie Vanilli's success. Well, you're, you're very quickly going through 1991 and wow, almost man. half the time. Wow. It's amazing. And, and it seems like one of those stupid things that like you would ethically demand and realize in hindsight it doesn't matter at all. Kind of like which platform you're playing a game on and during a video game. <laughs> exactly. Review. Well, meanwhile, giving kids condoms today will still get you in trouble with the police, like, they should be getting pregnant and learning lessons. Well, That's as, my as theory. I found out, you need to be authorized to do so. It's not enough just to hand kids condoms. Did, Lots I, of implications. I there. read this expose about how unprotected sex is also leading to a lot of child brides in America because Ooh. kids get pregnant at 15 and then the parents just force them to get married. They're child brides to other children because the other kid is... That's why abstinence is the only way. Mm-hmm. And which reminds me, I, uh, <laughs> it reminds me of a certain meeting. He certainly broke up that meeting. Right now I'm thinking about holding another meeting in bed. Oh, McBain. Mm. I do love a good McBain intro. <laughs> the great thing is, okay, that's the second McBain we've seen. I yes. think it was the first one they wrote. The funny thing is that song you hear, which is a very James Bondy song, there's so an, an entire version of that on Songs in the Key of Springfield. Yes. Is there really? Yeah. Full song. But yeah. Maybe we'll sounds... close out the show with it. Oh, we should. Well, what, what? Okay, but what episode is this? Oh, this is Oh Brother, Rath, though. And what? Okay, this episode is about Homer meeting his long-lost brother, yeah. Herb Powell. And what I think this episode does well is that it does so off the the cheesiest most awful sitcom plot like a long lost cousin brother whatever and makes it gives it humanity makes it interesting and gives a reason to never show him again exactly there are some issues with this episode logically but in the commentary they say we wrote this over a weekend so (laughs) please excuse any problems with the logic and they even bring it up oh yeah we wrote that over the weekend please don't be mean to us Chris on a previous episode we had the argument of if these McBain things are all from the same movie but the Senator Mendoza he kills at the in this shot which is the end of the film is the same design for Mendoza that you see yes. later who captures them I just don't I don't believe they like, did it on purpose because they're all horseshit cliches that come from action movies you see it out of order though yeah. like, uh, like uh, I think they're, they're just parodying current it's, movies 
But they made sure it was always about Senator Yeah, Mendoza. and Itchy always fights Scratchy. Character. So, like, <laughs> I don't right. think it's anything they're setting up to be brilliant. I, I think it works. but it does, it, I think it does it work. It could be a coincidence. It yeah, it could so be a coincidence. Zo- so you see that movie, and you zoom out to see <laughs> Jasper and Abe are watching it, and they paid two fifty for it. Which <laughs> two fifty for this. Senior senior prices in 91, that's all like early right. matinee, early bird matinees. Mm, yeah. And so my grandparents would go to movies. So what happens in, in uh, they're just setting up what happens to Abe next. He's mm-hmm. complaining to the, the like, just a team teenager like talking squeaky voice team yeah yeah is it like harry shearer or something like that yeah i think it was i think it was his area yeah yeah so like he's complaining about the quality of the movie things that the teenager cannot possibly do and the the guy's like what are you gonna do old man have a heart attack and that's when he does have a heart attack so Mm -hmm. we immediately cut to the simpsons family i believe right Mm -hmm. we do have it saying an awesome grace dad bart ate a green bean during the blessing how do you know unless you open your eyes during the blessing eating is worse than opening eyes is not is not is not is not is not you kids, if I hear one more word, Bart doesn't get to watch cartoons and Lisa doesn't get to go to college. Dad! Not one word. Love it. And, and also their pantomime thing. I said that in a previous episode, I was on the I was on the dying end of spanking in schools and prayer at the dinner table. Yeah. Because I most of my family still did that. And so my sister and I of course did the exact same thing. See who could yeah. screw up the screw up the subtlest during the as, uh, as a sibling, the uh, there were definitely moments in this episode that were very familiar to me. And I thought very well observed. I thought it was very cute uh, that they sign afterwards just because this is fun for both of them. Yeah. It's oh, fun to mess up Grace. I was going to say, this was absolutely not the first appearance of Jasper. He was in multiple season one episodes. But I think this is the first time Abe and Jasper were hanging out. Mm. And they became basically a buddy. Co- they were in a pair most of the time. Yeah. yeah. So um, is it this at this time Homer gets a phone call? I don't know how That's, they get to the hospital. I, I totally had, forget. I, it's only my stupid notes that Marge gets up to go to the kitchen for no reason. Uh, very and then is standing next to the phone when it rings once to pick it up. Again, like, written in, in Weekend, right? I believe someone forgot to put in the phone ringing sound effect. (laughs) And And she just gets it. And yeah, it's one of those. It was a cute little gag of Homer. It's the hospital. What? Yellow? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't I don't know if this ever happened to you, but I did have a family dinner as a kid interrupted by a phone call with horrible news. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What was yeah, it? Yeah. What was it? What was it? Uh, well, if you must know. <laughs> you must Thanks know. for asking, Chris. Uh, <laughs> no, it was that we were all playing Monopoly together, and then we get a phone call, and my mom picks it up, and she's... The president she, has AIDS. She then <laughs> bursts into tears to find out that her brother, who she hadn't seen in a decade, had died. And, and, yeah, but it was... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's what we needed. Uh, morning shock jockery. You're welcome. So uh, the Simpsons, or at least Homer, goes to see uh, Grandpa Simpson, and uh, Grandpa decides to tell him this this world-shattering news because he might die. Yes. And that is uh, Homer has a half-brother that Homer had never known about before. And the, we, we found out how the brother was conceived. It really sheds light <laughs> on uh, Abe Simpson. Like, slowly we're getting a, a feel Abe for the man. what yeah, a yeah. sleazy piece of shit he is. Yeah. And so here's this one, Homer. Homer. Yeah. That heart attack made me realize that I'm going to die someday. Oh, Dad, you and your imagination. There's something I think you should know. Homer, you have a half-brother. A half-brother? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sitcom hackery. Yeah. yeah. So, also, um, you see Hibbert right before. There's actually some surprising Great. firsts in this episode. You see Hibbert in there, and Hibbert does the laugh, and it is the first Hibbert laugh. Oh. He doesn't laugh like that in his so first seen appearance. Bart the Daredevil. Bart the Daredevil. It is an appropriate laugh. He goes, "Grandpa Simpson, you'll bury us all," and he laughs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, it, but his description of like his first fling is mm. so great, and it's I have a better line of the show later on. Okay. That I this is when he's describing Herb's uh, mother. 
She did things your mother would never do, like have sex for money. <laughs> so he is at a local carnival looking for sex workers to fuck. That yeah. is what Abe Simpson is doing, cheating on his wife. He is like, I'm going to go find a woman no, to have sex with. I think he said a year, he met her a year later. Yes, they do say that. So he, may, he, he could have been cheating on somebody, uh, Bob. Okay. Tell- if my dad ever says something to describe a tryst as like, she did things your mother would never do. Like, I don't want to hear yeah. any of this. I kind of do. What didn't they do back then? Uh, but also, it's got to be blowjobs. Well, the way she, she says you want to dunk, dunk the, the clown. clown. Yeah. And then she kisses the baseball. It seems to imply a lot of a lot of genitals to mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. Yeah, dunk I'm sorry. I, I thought he was in, uh, like Mary Timona at this point. But even Ugh. so, it's still sleazy. That's, and what a, That's like the least sexy innuendo mm-hmm. of all time. <laughs> But I didn't know it was a new window until I was an adult. I, I still uh, <laughs> didn't pick up on and it. And speaking of first again, Homer's this mother? flashback ends with the first appearance ever of Homer's mother. We'd see yeah. her in one more flashback, and then we'd see her in season seven as yeah. going close. Mm-hmm. But and one more time, this, I believe. At uh, this time, she was not called. Actually, she's made like five more appearances. Oh, has yeah. she? <laughs> she came back again, and then she died in another episode, and then she came back in a dream and a flashback. But... Anyway, yeah, this is her first ever appearance. But back then, they didn't even know what her name was. Yeah, she's not given a name. They picked Mona in the Season 7 episode. I remember because... I think I've brought this up multiple times on here, mm-hmm. but the Simpsons family album has a family tree, and in that, I believe her name was Mindy Simpson. Oh, okay. Mandy, it's it's one of her fake IDs. Money, oh, not Mona Money May Mace, Suggins. Not Money May oh, Suggins. Money May Suggins. <laughs> <laughs> a different one, but yeah, they, they they obviously had no plan on the genealogy. Yeah, but point. they still get to hear Homer's mom for the first time. Mm. I want Homer to grow up respecting his father. He must never know about that that carnival incident. Okay. Promise you won't tell him. I promise. Whoops! Forget what I just told you. <laughs> oh, this, this is my line of the show. Oh, it's not. I don't have it. Oh, where he says, "Oh, like my that must show. mean you really love me. You kept me. You kept me. That must mean you really love me." Interesting theory. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I caught that. It's pretty heartless in this episode. Abe is awful. Like we just, I just feel like they completed the, this puzzle that is Abe Simpson with this episode. Yeah, yeah. but awful in a way. A lot of parents who were born in the forties. Oh, were. for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was like the Greatest Generation sleezing it up. Okay, so all Homer knows. Did you is... get the bastard song? Oh, yeah, I absolutely did. Okay, uh, yeah. so but last it... episode we had Hell. This episode we have the bastard yeah. song, and this is me falling in love with a the Simpsons, basically in the form of a clip. A long lost half brother, how Dickensian. So. Any any idea where this bastard lives? Bird! Whose parents aren't married, are they? It's the correct word, isn't it? I guess he's got us there. Bastard, 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 bastard. I love the bastard song. Why is that on the CD? But like the hell and bastard were words I'd heard sparingly on television and just... The character who is my age just screaming them over and over again. <laughs> this is the perfect show for me. Lisa is immediately poking holes in cliche of this saying, like, how Dickensian, and like, duh, this has been in a million stories before. Yeah. It's, it's also, like, do you know how often Uncle Herb came? I know he came back again. I can my... tell you exactly how many times. One more time in a 2013 episode for a one-off joke. Really? Uh, so this episode, I didn't write down the name of it, but Homer and Marge are worried about their mortality and they mm-hmm. don't have an official guardian for Bart and Lisa and and Maggie, so they have to arrange one. They make a phone call to Herb Mm -hmm. to see if he would. You don't see him on screen, but it is Danny DeVito's voice who says... 
actually I'm poor again and then Homer hangs up on him. Oh, that's it. Screw you. Like that it's sucks. them just I, fucking with the audience like, yeah, we do remember Herb exists, but fuck it. And it, that's it, his only other appearance after wow. the next okay, one. Well, just in terms of people they can get on the show, like Albert Brooks comes back quite a bit. Uh, I went to a Q&A uh, w- featuring broadcast news and James L. Brooks and the Q&A is hosted by Danny DeVito who doesn't come down for Sketchfest ever. Jeez. And they're, they're hanging out. They're clearly very chummy and it's awesome that they both like People are very respectful. Broadcast news, blah blah blah. Your film career together, and then f- the last half of the Q and A is Simpsons, and you just see James O'Brook like, oh right. He, the look on his face is like, I forgot. This is all about my movies. I forgot I'm in control of this giant empire that I don't do anything <laughs> with on a day to day basis. And then once they both once they both leave the uh, auditorium, and I love the Castro Theater for that. There's no backstage. The celebrities <laughs> have to the walk exit. through yes. the crowd, and like just swarmed watching tiny Danny DeVito try and waddle into a cab <laughs> on me. Castro Street and he's bomb- <laughs> him and Brooks are bombarded with twins VHS's uh, terms of endearment no wow. all Simpson shit yeah. like, Only Simpson. a cavalcade of Simpson shit for both of them to decide yeah. uh, one thing about this though I think I, I just was thinking about it now Lisa calling this D- Dickensian might foreshadow the ending because uh, I believe ah. Dickens said that readers will only buy coincidences and improbable things if they bring the character's misfortune ah, and that is exactly what's going to happen in this episode so I, not, not everything can be entourage. I yeah. heard that as a yeah, fuck that shit, man. But I heard the Robert Robert McKay type story theory too, which is coincidence is allowed in a story if it leads to worse things happening. Right. If coincidence fixes a problem, then it's bad. Exactly. If it causes a problem, it's good. This is another first. Where's the orphanage that Homer goes Shelbyville. to? Shelbyville. First is ever really? Shelbyville. Yep. I yeah. double checked this wow. on the wiki. First and ever. I, I love that joke because oh, where he screams, "Oh brother, where art thou?" Yeah. And he's across the street from the orphanage. Was in like. In 10 years it would be a movie. And I, I love this exchange. Well, I didn't get all of it because it's long. But Homer goes into an orphanage to ask about his brother with a guy who looks like Dr. Hibbert. <laughs> I myself have spent years searching for my long-lost twin brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wish I could help you, but we're looking for my brother today. Oh, Can man. you tell me his name? Mm, according to our records, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Powell adopted your brother and named him Herbert. Herbert! Herbert Powell! Great! Where can I find him? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to release that information. Oh, please, please. This is my life we're talking about here. Well, I I do sympathize with your situation, Mr. Simpson. After all, your brother could be anywhere. Even Detroit. I know he could be anywhere. That's why I want you to narrow it down. Please. You know, Mr. Simpson, if you ask me, the city of brotherly love isn't Philadelphia. It's Detroit. Well, if you ask me, changing the subject makes you the most worthless, heartless excuse for a human being I ever... Read between the lines, you fool. Oh, oh, I get it. Okay. Here's 20 bucks. Yes. This is another one of those old-style vaudeville jokes with the back and forth, but they make it, like, modern and funny. Yeah, they're live, but I also... I have 100% been in multiple conversations mm-hmm. like that where people are trying to tell me something between the lines, but I'm too I, I've emotionally... I've been on the other side of them, I remember. I've been too emotionally <laughs> caught up or something that I'm just not hearing it, and so it's... I, I got an extra laugh at that bit, but... It, it rem- by the way, Hibbert has two lost brothers he never sees. One is that twin in oh, the Shelbyville or- oh. Orphanage. The other is some jazz musician or something. I got a brother oh, wow. I never see. Some jazz musician. Wow, or I forgot that yeah, Leading Guns was his. Uh, you said brother? Yeah, his brother. Wow, okay. That he never saw either. Uh, like, before he Oh, died. well, bye bye. What is up, Talking Simpsons fans? Chris here. 
Briefly jumping in to tell you this show is brought to you by Geek Fuel. And if you go to geekfuel.com slash laser time right now, you can get a free Star Wars item worth $20 just for signing up for a mystery box. So what's in the mystery box, you ask? Uh, six to eight items, an exclusive t-shirt, and a $50 value of Kit and Caboodle featuring famous stuff from Marvel, DC, Nintendo, Zelda, Game of Thrones, Pop Figs, pint glasses, posters, you never know quite what it's going to be, but it's like a delicious geeky gift that shows up at your door whenever you feel like it. And oh, guess what? They've had Simpsons stuff involved in the box in the past. So go to geekfuel.com slash laser time right now, sign up for one of their boxes, get it as a gift for a geek in your life, and get a free $20 Star Wars item right now. Okay, so I hate watching this sometimes with modern eyes, or contemporary eyes, and hearing things that are so dated. I can't disclose that information for you. Here's his name. Uh, All you need now on the internet is somebody's name, and you could absolutely find them, and then Homer scours the phone book. uh, Uh, He had to to probably special order the Detroit phone book to do that. And and call every Powell. Yeah, the the last trio of episodes have all these, like, super dated things that don't exist anymore. And, like, only because I worry that, like, a young kid is watching this, like, what is he doing? Yeah, like, (laughs) why is he not on Twitter doing a name search? What is he doing? And he, he looks up his brother, and I love the phone call. Hello. Is this H. Powell of Detroit, Michigan? Yeah. By any chance, does the H stand for Herbert? Yeah. Woo-hoo! Woo! The H stands for Herbert! Herb, were you adopted? Yeah. From the Shelbyville Orphanage? How did you know that? Because I'm your baby brother, Homer. Hello? 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 Stupid phone! Hey, hey, knock it off! I'm here! <laughs> just silent because of the emotion involved. Oh, sorry. That's a James Homer, I think we line. need to get together. Okay, brother, grab the next plane to Springfield. We got a couch that folds uh, out. I'll tell you what. Why don't you come here? I mean, was this, this predate? You would later sleep on that couch that folded out. Only yeah. in a world that predates Michael Moore would an uh, auto company executive put himself yeah. in the Detroit phone book. Yeah. I feel like even then that wouldn't <laughs> have happened. It is a coincidence, again, uh, that leads yeah. to misfortune. But By, uh, by the way, Al Jean, uh, co-exec on the show, is a Detroit, Michigan native, too. So and That's yeah. what dates it, too, is that like there's, A, there's still auto plants in Detroit. I don't think there were in 1991. Well, but the episode ends with it being shut down yeah. and bought by the Japanese. Yes. Was so. a Roger and Mean 88 or 89 or something like that? 89. Yeah. 89. And for some reason, on sale on Blu-ray in Japan when I was there last year. Wow. I have no idea. That, like, but DeVito is amazing, which he should be back. His voice is this perfect. Is, like, like, you don't have a lot of proof anymore that Danny DeVito is a great actor, period. Like, he's, he's on Always Sunny. He's great. But, like, if you, I just we just watched Space Jam a year ago. Like, he sucks in that. He's, like, yeah. playing full Danny DeVito. But he is fantastic in this role as um, Herbert. What I like, and it's part of the joke that Herbert looks a lot like Homer, Mm -hmm. but it's like the one time Danny DeVito is playing an animated character that that does not look like Danny DeVito. It's like, you're not a troll goblin. You're not like a little little cruddy monster. his name is Hercules. He's playing a heightened version. It's Mm -hmm. just Danny DeVito acting like he used to. And, oh man, I love love a good DeVito role, and this is definitely one of them. And I think it was like a James L. Brooks connection that got him on the show, right? Yeah. Well, actually, they said it was Sam Simon's idea. Oh, right. Well, Taxi. Also worked with him on Taxi. That makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. If we didn't say that, Sam Simon got the job uh, developing The Simpsons by taking over as show. Think the youngest showrunner in the history of television by running Taxi at the age of twenty-two. After James L. Brooks, James L. Brooks walked away. But uh, I know you love this the scene when they cut to the boardroom. All right, yeah, you have to love that one. Every day we're losing ground to the Japanese, and I want to know why. Oh, 
unfair trade practices? Mushy-headed one-worlders in Washington? Uh, some sort of gypsy curse? I'm tired of excuses. Why did I ever hire you Harvard deadheads? Because you went there, sir. Yeah, but Mommy and Daddy didn't pay my way. I had to work my way through washing your dishes and scrubbing your toilets. Oh, yeah, now I remember you. <laughs> uh, Mushy one-worlders? Uh, like I have the, not heard that term. This is like the eighth uh, terrible board of executives. I love a Simpsons boardroom meeting. It's like, I think they previously worked for Mr. Burns. Was there any other one, any other boardroom <laughs> yeah, group? Definitely. It, well, uh, actually, on the Mendoza's evil boardroom group, oh, I, right. I yeah. counted three different guys that were on Burns' campaign team in, oh, the, man. in the governor episode. And I thought Itchy and Scratchy had a yeah. similar boardroom kind of Me thing. Too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. God. They love this this like inept like Harvard. They really do. Even bird, halfway through season two, they are like... We hate people on board. Maybe it's because they're spending all their day sitting in, in the writer's room. So, like, Homer is going on this road trip with his family, mm-hmm. and uh, we get we get a sense of what... I mean, they're they're hiding Herb's face the entire time. The, the reveal is that he is identical to Homer, except he has more hair and is not fat. That yeah, pissed me off that it was like, oh, these people mistake him for Herb. Like, they wouldn't. He uh-huh. is fatter, wor- wears less, wears worse clothes, and has no hair. Maybe they're like, oh, he let himself go. Or He like, must be on an episode of Undercover Boss. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. So, do you have any clips from the road trip to uh, Herb's no, house? Okay, yeah, it's just I a bunch love, of sight gags and stuff. Yeah. Really. I love the bit like, right, we're going to turn this car around if you don't stop. And Homer says, but Marge, I want to see my brother. For God's sake, Homer, it's an empty threat. Yeah. So just the, Homer falls for it worse than the children do. That's It's a classic Homer. So uh, are we still in the boardroom? Because I love the line about the Persephone. Yeah. Okay, that's my line have, in the have, car. I don't okay. have that one. My yeah. line of the show okay, you'll is... you love um, my line of the show. Herb, Herb, I keep saying Herb. It's Herb Powell says, people don't want cars named after hungry old Greek broads. <laughs> yeah. They want Mustang. Powell, yeah. Mustang, a cheetah. Um, but that's that's part of how he ends up bonding with Homer, seeing Homer as the ultimate vision of the common man that he's become so disconnected with. Yeah, like Homer in a lot of these episodes, people turn to him as a representation for the everyman yeah. and find out he's actually like lower it's actually than that. kind of a lazy plot device in yeah. almost all episodes. <laughs> I can think of uh, this the space episode. There was yeah. a previous one. Oh yeah, the the election episode uh, when I, he he wins. They needed to go to an average. When news he's promoted place. to executive. Yeah, uh, Johnny Boardroom. Oh, and even yeah. even the cable TV episode burns like i want to go to the common man's room and, and watch this fight and he goes to homer's place i also yeah. wonder why herb gave a shit about why the kids were born out of wedlock or not i wondered if that was just him projecting his own fears of being a bastard it could like be like yeah. i sense he had a lot of resentment and like anxiety about his status as like a like an orphan yes, or yeah maybe hoping the best for and if he'd ever met abe i think he'd hate abe oh for, for sure abandoning him like abe <laughs> seems to think that they would have had a happy Memory when they meet up again. Gets a hint that we move into Homer's on the car. I love the suppressing conversation with Marge. So, Marge, a little about yourself. Oh, well, I met Homer in high school. We got married and had three beautiful children. Wow. We have so much catching up to do. Actually, I just told you pretty much everything. Oh, man. Oof. It's like that a, is a bummer. A man. glimpse into the tragedy that is Marge's life yeah, with Homer. Yeah. I'm glad she soon take back up painting soon, man. Yes. I, think, uh, I always uh, tell this to my girlfriend, we ever end up having kids, we have this entire block of memories when we didn't. <laughs> things I, that define us. I also did like the kids. It was very real, the the, the kids going like, watch me, watch me, watch me. You I didn't love, watch. That like, happened to us all the time. Uh, me too. Davina. You know, in Castellaneta, by the way, have amazing yeah, chemistry. Yeah. Like that's again why oh, we so say good. bring him back. Yeah, he's a great character too. So 
like at this point, uh, Danny DeVito or sorry, Herb Powell is is spoiling the family because he never had a family. I mean, we don't know who his parents were, but he's mm-hmm. he's like relishing in the fact that he has a brother and a sister in law mm-hmm. and like nieces and nephews. So he's treating them to the best things. And he he asks Homer to pick out a car, and he's Homer does not like any I of the cars. So. Do you have a clip for this? Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, Homer, pick out anyone you want. Are you sure you want to give me a car? Hey, you know what these things cost yeah. me? There's maybe forty bucks worth of steel in them. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'd like a big one, then. We don't have a big one. Why not? Because Americans don't want big cars. Well, then give me one with lots of pep. Sorry, our cars don't have pep. Why not? Uh, Because Americans want good mileage, not pep. Homer. Yes. Tell the nice man what country you come from. America. (laughs) Do you hear that, you morons? This is why we're getting killed in the marketplace. Instead of listening to what people want, you're telling them what they want. Homer. I need your help. You do? Yeah. I want you to help me design a car. A car for all the Homer Simpsons out there. And I want to pay you $200,000 a year. And I want to let you. It's a great act break. I I laughed at the Americans don't want big cars because I think. At least, at least when I was driving, it seemed like everybody was getting think, huge cars. By, Pep, Pep hasn't before... been in demand since the since the eighties, though. What's that? Pep hasn't been in demand. Since oh no, 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 one, no one wants any. They Pep. want Moxie. You know? But in ninety one, I think it was before people were driving giant SUVs just mm-hmm. to tower over everybody. Yeah. That would, that would come later. By the time we'd get the, the, the 80s, Canyon well, Arrow, wasn't the '80s like again? I was barely alive, but wrought with gas crises and whatnot. Uh, that was the '70s. '70s yeah. had the gas prices, and mm-hmm. following that were compact cars, smaller mm-hmm. cars that use less, that had better gas mileage. Mm-hmm. But I guess this, the point of this bit is that you should never listen to the common man and yeah. don't ask one normal guy what would be successful in something you're making because they don't know anything. He uh, does make the nuts and gum of cars. <laughs> That's what Homer does in this episode. I, I like that he goes back and he has no, like they pretty much, the engineers ask Homer to leave. Yes. Yeah. Uh, They're like, like as they should. This is impractical like, and stupid and he, his brother has to, I, I, all these little story elements I didn't notice before that he's so oblivious to his own business because he's enraptured. By Herb is wrong to be mad at him at the end. Of this. Yeah, and, and just it is his fault because he's yeah. Once once Homer comes in, he never goes to the office. He spends the entire time with Marge and the kids, mm-hmm. and so he goes back to the house and he Herb has to give him a pep talk. And I love this transition back into the office. From now on, before you say anything, say to yourself: If I was ever sure of anything, I'm sure of this. Do you understand? Sort of. Like... Homer, what? answer me again with self-confidence. Sort of. Now go <laughs> get him. Yeah! <laughs> All right, you egghead. I want a place in this car to put my drink. Sir, the, the car has a beverage holder. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Einstein. I said a place to put my drink. You know those super slakers they sell in the Quickie Mart? The cup is this big. Extremely large beverage holder. I'm not done yet. You know that little ball you put on the aerial so you can find your car in the parking lot? That should be on every car. Little ball. And some <laughs> things are so snazzy they never go out of style. Like tail fins and bubble domes I and jack carpeting. <laughs> I do want a bubble dome. Yeah, me too. I, I did, it made me think about, like, if, you, if you've gone to get any fast food or at the gas station drinks... The cup holder has never grown. No, no. But for the last 20 years, I think we've been used to like the stupid oblong like girdle part of the cup and the, where the cup gets really fat. Mm. You know yeah, what I'm it's, like, a, it's a normal size cup a nor- on the bottom. Because so cup holders have never grown. Like We've never been able to ca- get the, 
automobile manufacturers yeah, to cave no. on the size of the cup holder. No, they they just, had to change the shape of the cups. Yeah, so they then just expanded upwards to yes, give you an extra gallon ridiculous. of sugar. Herb fucks up. He gives every... He says, I don't even want to check in with you guys. This is all up to Homer. He gets phone calls and won't do anything. It's a, it's a bit contrived, but you can say this is the first time he's had a family, yeah. so his business does not matter anymore. He's, nope. he's finally happy. I also have a nerdy timeline question for you. Uh-oh. So, how... I didn't look this up this is a question for a gearhead but how long do you think it takes to from scratch mm. design bill uh, design finalize the design and then mass produce yeah. A, yeah. one car one design of a car I even think you, if her puts everything else could, on hold you could argue that it was a concept car but, but even then that process is like it's like game development it's like well, it's like yeah. multiple years it can't be a concept car because it Bankrupts his company. company. He can't have just made one of them. Exactly. You have to mass produce them. And we don't know how long the Simpsons were at the uh, the estate, and there was no like Homer did not have an excuse for he never work quit or I anything. Mean, like, yeah. Even six months, even like at, that feels like six months is a lowball estimate on how fast they could get. Back I would home. love to work for two hundred thousand dollars a year for one month. Yeah, yeah. Just right now. <laughs> Triple my salary would be great. Um, but I, you were talking about the calls that Herb repeatedly gets while playing with the This Simpsons. is yes. my line of the show. It's, me too. It's great. Uh, he gets a call complaining again and has the stupidest fucking decree afterwards to make a great joke. Okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to hang up, call me back, and say the exact opposite of everything you just said. Goodbye. All right, Lisa, come over here. What is it, Uncle Herb? I want you to hear what the guys down at the plant think of your old man. Yellow. Um, Homer Simpson is a... <laughs> brilliant man with lots of well thought out practical ideas he is ensuring the financial security of this company for years to come oh yes and his personal hygiene is above reproach i love that line above reproach pretty good but that over the phone he was also after all the complaints he was saying yeah, you don't hear anything he's saying to her on the other side he must have been saying to her like he's a huge idiot he's going to destroy this company and he's he the smells. worst he's the smelliest <laughs> man I've ever met one thing I noticed about this episode about the, the engineers is that yeah. a lot of them are the nuclear expe- the totally, inspection team right. yes because yeah. when I made the, the wow. thing about Sam Cedar's Bob Berger's character he is absolutely in the in that the guy lab. with like the puffy hair yes. that's parted yeah no, he's, he's right. there They're, that and Mendoza's uh, boardroom, like they're just reusing uh, art. They're reusing characters a lot more in this episode. Yeah. Again, to make it feel like this is a quickie episode produced. But <laughs> so, yeah, again, I, I think after that, they then just start doing everything Homer says because I think the designers just threw up their hands, like, you know what? He wants some fiasco. Let's just do it. Yes, sir, Mr. Simpson. Yeah, yeah we're going to put that there. Should play like Cucaracha. Can do. I love like confident, determined Homer, yeah. especially when he's dressing them in. Like, hello, Einstein. Hello. <laughs> You're fired. What do I, brother, pay you for? And I, I don't. I, maybe it's an. I wish I got more clips of him talking to the engineers. And I wish there was a scene of him describing like how did Homer end up being the designer of the car and also in the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and. A great commercial. All my life, I have searched for a car that feels a certain way. Powerful like a gorilla, yet soft and yielding like a Nerf ball. Now at last, I have found it. I still don't own a Homer 
car, and I've always wanted yeah, one. Yeah, the hot, the hot, the hot wheels. wheels. They yeah. had a, had another model like uh, of the size of the Playmate stuff, but my mom got one for a uh, for my uncle Eric, who loves The Simpsons mm. as well. She bought it. for Yeah, him. I know Hot Wheels made one as like a Comic Con exclusive when I was there one year and refused to wait in line to get it. No, you can get it. It's mass produced now. You can yeah, buy you it on Amazon now. right well, now. But, I love the Homer. I I remember the joy of unlocking it in uh, what was <laughs> oh, it? Oh, Hit and Run. In, in, in Hit and Run, run. Yeah. it was so Homer. great. It's, it's like great. the best car in the game. So as a what I as a child, I love that car, and I see why now because it is a child's drawing of a car come to life. <laughs> and in the exactly end, Bart's like, "I liked your car, Dad. Yeah. Like it's a car Bart would design too." Yeah, yeah. and that again, Herb didn't even look at the car before. Before unveiling it, that's the first time he's seen it. When and they, the Pope they, is there, they made a commercial. <laughs> such a good joke! It is. is yeah. Your the hat comes in off screen. It's and goes such back. a good yeah. joke. There's but, a, a lot of great coming into frame gags. Uh, but they built, they filmed the whole commercial, and the car is right behind the. So I see right what you're saying. Thing, it and implies and Herb's still just like I'm not even look at you it. Imply, it does imply we're looking at a situation <laughs> over the period of a couple of years. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, also, like Homer apparently was flown to the Pacific Coast Highway in California <laughs> yeah. to film that commercial. <laughs> What's happening? At home what's happening at the simpsons house i need to know this also this episode definitely stretches the realism they worked so hard for in season one mm. before they completely just throw it out by by the end of season three yeah because sure. i mean herb invents a baby translating machine <laughs> which just exists in that world now but yeah i can't wait to, for what three years when we finally get to do that episode here on talking simpsons talkingsimpsons.com everybody but do we um, do we have herb's uh, freak out like how much does this monstrosity cost I don't, I don't. eighty thousand dollars eighty two thousand Oh, yeah. Okay. But you know, push your glasses up after. My commentary is this is no stupider than a Humvee. I'd rather drive a Homer. (laughs) I also think it's wrong. Homer didn't get to keep a car. Like, he made it. Let him keep one. But. Uh, yeah, probably hasn't Herb, met safety standards. Herb immediately loses everything, yeah. Yeah. everything, which is not we know as adults. Like executives who destroy companies, they leave with a giant bonus. They go yeah. and destroy yeah. other companies. It's like yeah. everyone who worked for me is fired. Mm-hmm. I get to do something new. You have to all look for jobs, and I'm still like famous and su- successful. Yeah, That's how I, CEOs work. Yeah, mm-hmm. that Herb. I mean, it fits. Maybe we're being cynical. Maybe mm-hmm. this is the days before the golden parachute. No way. But the point <laughs> yeah, of way. the point of these, uh, the, obviously, they did it because Homer. Can't actually. Danny DeVito's not going to be a regular on the show. Homer can't have a half brother he can easily visit. So they have to just burn it all down and be like, you know what? He's gone and he never wants to talk to Homer again. So he may never be back and forget he even had a brother. Then we find out he's a a hobo (laughs) eating pizza cheese out of discarded boxes. Herb, because of me, you lost your business, your home, and all your possessions. I can't help but think that maybe you would have been better off if I'd never come into your life. Maybe I would have been better off. Maybe? Why, you spongehead? Of course I'd have been better off. As far as I'm concerned, I have no brother. Well, maybe he just said that to make conversation. His life was an unbridled success until he found out he was a Simpson. That line's basically like any the end to multiple treehouse of horror scenes from this. Mm-hmm. Like all the treehouse of horrors from from this season mm-hmm. end with Lisa saying, "Well, this something, 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 a Simpson." Yeah, like, now we're status quo again. Just giving her her giving the moral of the story, but we yeah. do have a, a, like the, the small moment with Bart saying, "I liked your car, Dad," and that was that's yeah. how it ends. But, but like, oh, this... and the grandpa arrived in two. Oh, late, right, too. yeah, and wouldn't even get a ride home with Homer. He's just like, "No, <laughs> just take me back to the airport. I'm yeah. flying." Like, like from, from Detroit. Detroit. 
to Springfield. Yeah. yeah uh, I wonder how, like, knowing her, knowing her bounced back and became famous and successful again. This episode is not as depressing and sad, but this is a real downer of an ending. Like, a man's life is ruined. By Homer. Partially by it. him, but, you know. He's... Herb takes all the blame. He had... 8,000 red flags thrown exactly. in his face. And, he's, and then for him to just shove it all on Homer for making a shitty car that he forced him to make. I knowing Herb, Herb fucked up. Just him. knowing corporations, as well as I do, live having lived this long, there's uh-huh. no one failure that can ruin your company. Like, yeah. New Coke, uh, <laughs> Sega Saturn. Like mm-hmm. it, I feel like Powell Motors wasn't really doing that well. Yeah. For Maybe one. No, he makes that clear like when they're trying to pitch Persephone. Oh, right, yeah. Their the, cars aren't selling anyway. Like the Japanese are eating us alive. And Kumatsu Motors, Motor is going to take them anyway. They're putting up the sign like as he's leaving. It's like it's like MC Hammer's yeah. mansion is but being again, re- such repealed. A good, that's such yeah. a good gag. <laughs> he though. would have gotten some cash from selling it. Yeah, this is true. But they had the hit. That's how he got a bus ticket. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but if this is the close of our show, I can give you the line of the show. Go for it. That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> to think I wasted my life in boardrooms and stockholders meetings when I could have been watching cartoons. This old fool has wasted his life. <laughs> so I'd like to think that describes what I'm doing now because I haven't been to be in, I have not had to be in a boardroom in an awful meeting in almost two years, and my job is to watch cartoons. Me too. Uh, Lasertimepodcast.com. Everybody, uh-huh. living the dream. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm your host, as always, Bob Mackey. You can find me on Twitter as Bob Servo, and I'm also on a US Gamer as a writer. And please listen to my retro gaming podcast, Retronauts. Find it in your podcast app. It's easy to find. Everybody else. I'm something. the host of the Laser Time Show, and I write a bunch of stuff at lasertimepodcast.com and I'm on a bunch of podcasts and I did not make that to sound want that to sound like I was rich <laughs> but I found happiness in being poor and watching cartoons yeah, you're fun. rich in mm-hmm. podcasts it's, that's for sure you're the richest uh, man I know Chris uh, <laughs> uh, and it includes the newest podcast 302010 where if you like our this week in history bit at the beginning of the show yes. it's basically a whole show about that about what happened 30 years ago 20 years ago and 10 years ago on this week in history uh, there's also Cape Crisis comic book podcast I do every week and if you like this show but you want to hear the first season and you're not seeing it in iTunes that's because it's only for people on Patreon if you go to patreon.com slash laser time pledge at least five dollars a month to uh help us live and eat food you will get access to the first season of talking simpsons in addition to a bunch of other stuff on, yeah. on top of a ton of other things and in closing uh, please review us on itunes those oh are always God, great yes. it takes a minute to review us and it gives us a lot more visibility on the network so yeah thanks a lot for listening and we'll see you next week the punches that bring pain to other men When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.